talk about fasting today so it's but I, I you will you will leave encouraged I'm not going to kind of talk about fasting we're, we're, we're all over this fasting thing for a moment and I just felt like I wanted to to really hit some things today as far as just New Testament teaching I will st- read out of Isaiah 58 to, to start with but I, I feel like the Lord is is moving us into and we've discussed a little bit of it previously but I feel like the Lord's calling us into a fast and it will end on <laughs> 222 2022 so and what I didn't know before I had had it in my mind to do it that way is I did not realize that it was um, a significant day as far as there was three major prophets of our era that have been buried at that time They've been buried in the ground that day. And so I do feel like it's in a significant time. And But I also believe that the Lord is just calling us to that. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to do something powerful. And we are going for 40 days. So we're going to go. <laughs> don't, all right. Let me clarify that. What I want to see is everyone do something. Amen. Just and and I'm not saying everyone honestly. As you fast, some of you have has physical stuff that you need to probably check into before you do that. And and anything radical, I just you know Daniel fasts are great because it's all vegetables and all that, and it's really healthy. But there are many things that I just want to touch on. First of all, your body completely regenerates when you fast. You know, completely regenerates. Like the cells in your body love not eating. <laughs> everyone's like, I don't know about that. The rest of the, my brain is not thinking I like that. But I, I, I really want to just, I want to just give us a little bit of background. I want to share some testimonies that I've, I dug up from, from past moves and believing that the Lord is going to do some powerful things in our lives, individually and corporately. Right? If, uh, uh, I will go back to Ephesians again. I'll start there. I may not even get to Isaiah, but I just feel like I did want to hit on this because God wants to release something fresh in your life, and it's in the body. Huh? It's in the body. It's not just your physical body, but it's the body of Christ, and he's trying to connect us. Everyone say connect. It's true. And I just want to re- rehearse a couple things. I met with some, some of the heads of, of ministries uh, yesterday, and I shared some of this, but I feel like the Lord is going to do some powerful things. So I want you to go to chapter 2 of Ephesians, and I'm just going to rehearse this, and then I'll, then I'll run, okay? Verse 19 says, now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of God, God's household. Amen? You're together. All right? And then it says, God's house, the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, 
Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple of the Lord, and in whom you also are being built together for, the, for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And what I'm saying is, here's the deal. We're built together. <laughs> Look at your neighbor say, we're better together. You are better connected to one another. And I believe that the body of Christ needs to learn to be connected to one another. Not, you know, sometimes we get into things and we, and we, we get into flight mode. When we hit a rough patch or when things don't turn out like we thought, we, we, there's flight, right? It's, it's either fight or flight. Now, one or the other, but most of the times it's flight. Most people don't normally stand and, and say, I'm, I'm going to stick in, I'm going to stay in, and I'm going to push through till, till I get in to what I really, like the Lord is really getting me to do. And so with the body, it's, incre- it's incredible because we can leave offended easily. And I'm not talking, you know, there's no issues right now. You know what I mean? There's no issues. Jesus, let there be no issues. <laughs> but I know this, that the Lord is trying to join us together in a, in a really, really healthy way and a significant way. And I don't say that. It's only, you can only go in with people as deep as you choose to. Are you, are you hearing me? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We can only connect with people as deep as we choose to. If I I don't get what I I think I need from you and I walk away, is that deep? Well, that's not deep. Yeah, you pray for them. But I, I, I feel like the reality is the Lord is trying to draw us into this place of connection and being built together. And one of that way, one of the ways, and it's I think it's a significant way, is through fasting. Not just fasting, but prayer and fasting. Now let's just talk about fasting for one second, like on an overview. Because when you fast and don't pray, it's just starving yourself. Do you understand? So the Lord is trying to pull us into a connection. Ready? As we're being fitted together, we want to connect to the one, to the cornerstone, which is Jesus Christ. And we, we connect with him through fasting and prayer. And so there's many different ways to fast. You could fast, like if we think of Esther. Esther fasted three days. Just straight out, three days, didn't need anything. And then it says she went into the presence of the king and had favor. Her decision was, I'm going in whether I die or not. But wise woman, wise queen decided, I'm going to sit before the Lord, be anointed by him, connect with him, and then I'll go into the presence of the king. There's so, many, so much symbolism even in the, in, the, in the whole story of Esther that I don't want to get into today. But the reality is, this is what the Lord's trying to get us into. And so when we're fasting, look at me, it's not about food, it's about feasting on the Lord. It's not about trying to work up some religious thing that we're trying to do. I'll say it today. We're not trying to do some religious thing. We're not trying to be legalistic. But we're trying to actually give ourselves away from things that draw us away from the Lord. 
So I'm going to separate myself. Ready? You can do this without even food stuff. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, when it was talking in the New Testament, it was always talking about food. <laughs> in the Old Testament, it was always talking about food. Ready? Daniel saw massive breakthrough, massive breakthrough in kingdoms and in governmental things through a 21-day fast. It says that an angel appeared and came to him, and the angel was Michael, one of the big guys. And he just moved things, come on, moved the prince of Persia out of the way so that things could happen in the nation. And I'm telling you, God wants to use the church in this hour. It's not an Old Testament thing. It's very much New Testament. But we, don't, we like our food. We like our TV. We like our media. We like all that stuff because it's comfortable to our flesh. <laughs> come on, smile at me. No, because I, here's what I feel like. I feel like the Lord is going to give a major grace to all of us. And I'm, again, I believe you do what the Lord says to, and I'm not even going to, I was like trying to figure out, oh, can we coordinate it so that every 40 days, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be fasting the 40 days, and so you can join me. But I wouldn't, literally, when I look at 40 days, I think, God, I've never done that before. And I'm not going entirely without food, so don't get that in your mind. But I am, but there is going to be a transition and things, you know, that I feel like the Lord is leading me to do. And this is why I'm saying, I want us to be in a place where God can just begin to speak. Are you hearing me? Like when you empty yourself of everything else that influences your life, and then you begin to give yourself completely to the Lord, we begin to see the Lord just, he begins to show up. And I'll show you in the New Testament, it's powerful. It's really every time that they set their minds to, 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 to fast or set themselves apart, even, even with the book of Acts, we look at Acts chapter 2, the famous Pentecostal one that we, that we love and know, and we see that 10 days they set themselves to wait upon the Lord. I don't think they were sending out for shoddies. It's just Mediterranean, so I just said that. But do you understand? I don't think they were doing takeout. There might have been some things, there might have been some fruit and stuff in there, but I don't know. But I'm saying it was a, it was a time that the Lord said, go and wait. That doesn't mean go and, you know, go to the drive-thru. <laughs> Come on. I feel, everyone's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to, I want you to be encouraged. I don't want you to think of it as a mountain. And if it's one day you do here and one day this week, but I, I can tell you this for myself, one day's hard. Two days is when I'm feeling like grouchy. Three, I'm feeling over the hump. And and I and I think even I've I've had seasons in my life where I did 21 days just liquid and I worked in the heat and cut granite. So don't tell me you can't fast. That's not saying, you know, that's not hey, hey. I had a grace to do that. I just had a grace. I had a grace. And you're going to have a grace. I declare it over you that you will have a grace to step into a fresh place of fasting so that you can hear the Lord clear. So that you can hear the Lord really, really clear. And I feel like the Spirit of God is going to come in such a way. And I am believing that God is going to do something here on Tuesday nights. 
and I'm believing that we're going to open the church other times, and we'll let you know about that, but I feel like at least Tuesday and Thursday, and we're not going to be stacked with worship because I can't promise that, but I can promise you that someone will be here, probably me or my wife or both of us will be here. And so there'll be more times to just come. You don't have to come for two hours, three hours, four hours. You can. But I feel like the Lord is going to do some powerful things. And it may just be music on and we're just waiting before the Lord. And I'm telling you, the most powerful times in my life has been me just set apart before the Lord, waiting. And then I've had times of fasting. Ready? I'll just say this because you need to know both sides of the coin. Well, I feel nothing and it's a struggle and I'm fighting and she's getting revelation. She's not even fasting. <laughs> and that's entirely annoying. But we're one flesh. Right? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm releasing breakthrough even though I'm not even... I'm, I'm not receiving anything. You know what I'm saying? So I just want us to be in this posture. Like the book of Acts is the perfect, I, I'm just going to use the book of Acts because I really feel like the Lord is just speaking clearly in the book of Acts because some people want to argue, well, it's, a new, you know, it's an Old Testament thing. It's not. It's not. I'm telling you angelic things, encounters happen because you fast. And it's not trying to work up angels. Because angels are here right now. The Lord is here right now. Are you hearing me? But we don't perceive that because we're so in the flesh. You need to remove the flesh eyes, the lust of the flesh, the things that we desire. Come on, I, I, used, to, I used to like to watch football all the time. I don't even watch it anymore. I don't miss it. My son thinks I've gone rogue on the Patriots. I, I follow, but I just not like a focal point. Like I can live without football, the NFL. Sometimes, you know, and I'm not saying that. This is just things that the Lord has done to me because I'm trying to set myself apart. I'm trying to have my mind focused on things above and not below. And, it, and it's not anything I'm trying to work up in some type of religious thing that I do to get God's attention. You have God's attention. <laughs> you hear me? You have God's attention. You're his favorite daughter. Do you hear me? So I, I just want to hit a couple things. God's trying to connect us, and he will do that. And, and listen, when you fast and you start hanging out with your family and people start annoying you, it's not them. It's you. Note taken. Right? No, seriously, because this is what happens. We think it's everyone else around us. No, it's you. Oh, come on, somebody. It's always us, and God's trying to get at the root of the matter. If I'm in, if I'm in, if I'm, you know, if I'm the grumpinator, you know, and the Holy Spirit wants to take care of that. And so, actually, actually. Let's just go to Jesus first. I got all kinds of scriptures, Mark, so we could be here a while. But I won't. I just want to think about a couple things. Because when the Lord, I, we think of 40 days. I'm just talking about 40. Because we are going to be in that mode for 40 days. And I believe that the Lord is going to answer by fire. I believe he's going to answer by fire. Listen, when Moses went up on the mountain, it says that he went up on the mountain. He went up 40 days. And what happened? It was actually the Lord at the end of that time that burned and wrote 
The Lord's finger wrote the law. And so we want a burning word from God. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Lord is going to answer this way if we if let it be unto you according to your faith. But we're asking for grace. And I want grace to do the 40-day thing. And I want to make, you know, and if I fail, you love me anyway. Wait. I'm not planning on failing, but here's the deal. Because I really believe that God will come and encounter us. You look at Jesus. When Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, it says he went immediately into the wilderness. And then he went and he fasted for 40 days. And if the Lord did it, and here's, here's where I want to stop. Because when he went there, he was tempted in every, when the Bible says he was tempted in every way, it was at that point that I believe that all of hell broke loose and the enemy himself, Satan himself, Lucifer himself, sat with the Lord and tried to get him to give up on the mission and tried to go another way. And why, when I, why, why am I saying this? Because we think that what we go through, no one else is going through. Well, the Lord has gone through it. You're not hearing me. I can tell you're not hearing, hearing me because this is the truth. In every way, every vile thing that would come out of the pit of hell came at Jesus and he won the victory. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't freak out. He stayed in peace. Come on. He was a man that could have sinned. He could have. He could have chose disobedience. See, the second Adam did not choose disobedience. The second Adam chose obedience. Why? To get us to the place where we would have a complete victory in our own lives. It was to bring us back to the Father in such a way. And so we have to be keeping these things in mind because I know potato chips sound good about day four. No one will know if I just go and have, it's organic. Come on. And I'm and again, I'm laughing. I'm making jokes because it's just what happens. Right? I will be drinking black water for a few days. I can promise you that. What's that? That's coffee. I don't if I just go detox off coffee, my head will be like, I won't be getting nothing done. Come on. Right, I got I got people helping me. <laughs> so there's the, the reality is, here's the Lord, right? He goes into the wilderness. He gets tempted three major ways. His identity, what, he was, what his mission was, and, and authority, right? And so those three things, and he made it through. And you can do it. Because he did it, you can do it. Ah, because he walked a fasted lifestyle, to be honest, this was just the beginning. And I'm sure, you think he didn't go down through the streets of, of Jerusalem and have prostitutes coming to him? As a matter of fact, he, he bailed a few out. So I'm just saying there is a, a mentality that Jesus didn't go through what we went through. And God did. God himself did. And I'm, t I'm saying this so that you're encouraged because you can walk in this place of grace. And it's not going to be in a striving. You're going to be feasting on the Lord at this time. This is what I'm saying. When you wake up in the morning, you don't, you don't go and have breakfast. You have the Lord in the Word. When you go to lunch, on your lunch break, you stop. You open your Bible or you meditate before the Lord. If you fall asleep in the presence of the Lord, it's okay. Come on, smile at your neighbor. It's okay. 
I've done it a hundred times. I've done it a hundred times. It's the best place to sleep. I'm telling you. It's the truth. And God wants us to be in this place of I am relaxed. I'm not wound up. I'm not trying to strive. I'm trying to just be with the Lord. And you don't even have to try. You just rest. Okay? Okay, I just want us to be in this place because there's really, and I, I felt like the Lord just began to open that up and say, and I want to go back to something I shared last week, uh, a couple weeks back about going, he's talking about fasting when the bridegroom's left to what? Enter into the new. I want to be in a wineskin that can expand. We talked about this just a few weeks ago. I want my place in the Lord to be expanding. And it won't happen unless I'm fasting. Hello? Because you think it will. You think it will by your daily disciplines. But I'm telling you, when you remove all the stuff that clutters your life, I'm talking about media. I'm talking about your favorite series, whatever it is. It can be whatever. And God wants to use you in this way to come before him. And this, watch, there'll be breakthrough all around you you won't even know about. Come on, he's going to try and come and try and knock you off course. And I'm not saying, again, you set apart. Just say to the Lord, I'll do three days. I'll do 21. I'll do 10. 10 is powerful. 10, 10 you can just, you can even just eat vegetables for 10 days and study the Bible. <sighs> Boom. You're going to get wrecked. <laughs> 21, bring it to another level. Okay? Because I'm telling you, once your body's settled in on it, you're okay. It's just me. See, what happened is I started drinking certain things like the, the, lemon, the lemonade, pepper, and stuff. And then I just get, oh, I just want something. I just want something else. Can I just get a soda or something? Like, I do. I do. I just feel like I'm sick of eating the same thing or not eating anything or that... You know what I mean? I might, because your body thrives on those things. So I want you to see this as I am bringing the nutrition of heaven into my life. Because I'm eating of the bread of life with the bread of life. That's what you want to do. That's, this has to be the perspective or you're going to be really, you'll be discouraged. Are you hearing me? You will. You'll be discouraged if you, don't be, if, you, if you don't get a perspective like, I'm coming to meet with the Lord. And have this fresh expectancy to do that. And so that was, I just read that out of, well, I just talked about it. Out of, that's out of chapter 5 in Luke. And so I, I want to go back to Acts, and I just want to hit a few things, and then I'll give you a few testimonies, and then we'll see what the Lord does. Because I feel like go, the Lord wants to release grace on everyone in this room to do something. Right? Again, I'm not putting you in religious bondage. I'm putting you in complete freedom to do what you want to do. Right? And then I, you don't have to tell everyone what you're doing. You don't. You don't have to tell me what you're doing. I know some of you. Y'all radical. You do some crazy stuff. I don't even want to know. But I, I want you to be encouraged to do this. Okay? Because it's, watch what's going to happen. And for those of you that just choose not to. You're going to reap anyway. Why? Because you're connected. You're knit into the body. This is my point. I want us to understand it's together. 
And if someone can't do something, come on. I was like, Nick, you need to eat for all of us. He's not here. <laughs> He's in the back. I'm like, Nick, you just need to eat cheeseburgers for all of us while we're, while we're, while we're fasting. You can't fast. You're not allowed. You understand what I'm saying? He's the most lean guy in the place, right? He's the drummer. So the reality is I feel like Holy Spirit, watch. <laughs> what happens if he has revelation through all that? He, he's not. He wants to fast with everyone. You know what I'm saying? But, but what I'm saying, I want to see the Lord move in such a way and I'm, I'm excited. I have expectations. I believe that the Lord's going to watch out what's going to happen on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays and whatever it's going to look like for the next six weeks, right? And the, 20, the 22nd happens to be on a Tuesday night. So you might not want to miss that. But the real, I, I, tr I truly believe that the Lord's going to come in such power. So I just want to look. Acts chapter 2, we see the church. It brings exponential growth. Right? So if we just see the Lord, he comes in such a way, he shows up. The Lord tells everyone, go to the upper room, right? And, and it, it starts with the 120. It's a pretty big, well, it starts with 500, but then it goes to 120, and that's a pretty big home group. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They're meeting in the upper room, 120 people, and it, I'm sure it, it smells like sweat. Ten days later, they're waiting. Come on. It, it, they're waiting. They're waiting. They're not going anywhere. They, they might be going in and out a little. You know, someone's got to use the restroom now and then. There's got to be, you know, but they're together. They're locked in for, uh, for ten days. And God shows up in the most powerful way we've seen up to that point in history. Hello? Hello? Tongues of fire come down, baptize everyone in, in, in the Holy Spirit and fire. And fire. Come on. Flames on their heads. Come on. It was that evangelist, he was like, who was that? Anyway, the Holy Spirit is going to come in that way. Let it be unto you according to your faith. And, and I know, I know, if even you just set yourself apart for that, for a couple days, it doesn't matter. I think by the end of the whole thing, come on, people are going to get set free. When you begin to do that stuff, your body heals itself. Mm. Come on, the realm of miracles can come in such a way that we would never, we would never expect. I'm saying this because in, this, in, the, in the late 40s and 50s, there were these guys, A.A. Allen, William Branham, all, Oral Roberts, all these guys, that's, what they, that's how they birthed their ministries, was through long extended periods of fasting. And what happened was what we see, tents all over the nation reaping the harvest, miracles unprecedented. That we've not seen, honestly, we have not seen that since then in the way it comes. I believe Mario Morello is about to hit that right now. It's cracking open. Who wants to jump in? I do. I would love to see tents go up and let's go. Let's believe the Lord to release his glory. And I, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is going to show up in such a way. Like, I don't want to go believe for a little thing to happen, puff of smoke. I'm not believing for a puff of smoke, guys. So here's, 
we see this, it begins to happen. But then when we look at the church in, in the book of Acts, this, this simple little things, it says at the end, the vital growth, the vital church growth, it's talking in verse 42 of Acts chapter 2. Now the Holy Spirit has already fallen. The power of God has hit the church. And then it comes and they, it says they continued steadfastly in the, the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship in the breaking of bread. We're going to take communion. We'll count it as breaking of bread. And in prayers. And, the fear, and then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they sold all this stuff, right? We know all this. And then it says in verse 46, it says, that, So continuing daily in one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity. Stop. With simplicity of, a heart, of heart. And I know it's not talking about fasting necessarily there, but it is talking about being joined and knit together. Why? In what way? Simplicity of heart. Can we not make this complicated? You can study scripture and begin to look at fasting yourself, amen? I don't have to do a dialogue on it, and I'm doing a little bit today. But I really want you to, if you want to really dig in on fasting, you can go from Genesis to Revelation and look at every time where they, sac they gave themselves to be sanctified before the Lord. They, gave them, they set themselves apart. Every time it, the Bible says they set themselves apart, it's probably talking about them fasting. Okay? Like Acts, I think it's chapter 12 begins again. The word of the Lord came. The Holy Spirit said it was what? It would be good for them to set apart Barnabas and Paul. So the Holy Spirit spoke because they were setting apart people. And so I believe that the Lord is going to do something powerful in this. But it has to stay simple. Praising God. <laughs> we have to keep it simple. Ready? Because we overcomplicate things because we're overthinking. And the Lord's just saying, listen, can you just come before me and put aside the things that you really, really love? <laughs> that you really like. Believe me, when you start, you will be aware and hyper aware of more things than you've ever known. How many can relate? I've been in the place where I've fasted, and I'm super sensitive, and I can discern a lot of stuff. It's actually distracting sometimes. But I realize this, that the Spirit of God is wanting us to be prepared for what He's about to do in the coming months. Like I said, 2022, I believe, where God is calling the church to arise, ascend, and shine, and burn. We don't get there by, by having a, a, a club, a community club here that, that just gets together and has a good time. You know what I'm saying? And, I'm, and again, it's not by striving. So it's not by works that any man should boast. Because I'm not going to boast in anything other than what Jesus Christ did in my life. Amen? The Lord himself. And so, so we just want to be in that posture. But what happens? What's the fruit of that? It says that all of a sudden the, the Lord comes again because they're connected. And they, every time that they stop to pray... There's, a, there's an outpouring of his spirit, and 3,000, 5,000 people come to the Lord. You guys will get it at the end. You guys will get it at the end. Because we will, we're looking for the harvest to come in. I'm believing this is going to be under souls at the end of the day. The souls will, of people that are lost will come in, and they're not going to come walking through the door. No, we have to go out and get some. Some of them will come in. 
Because there's this magnet of the Lord that will bring them in. Some of them. Most of it, it doesn't happen that way. You got to go get them. You got to go take the boat, go out, throw the net. All right? So I'm believing that the Lord's going to do multiple things, multiple things. Ready? Then we're just, I'm just going to go here to where Peter has this encounter. Remember, he's uh, Acts chapter 10. And I just want to hit a couple of these things because there is so much importance in understanding what happens. So they come together, the fire of God falls for 10 days, right? After the 10 days, God shows up, epic, changed the whole, ch- changed the whole face of the church. And the Bible says that they met in the temple and in homes. They, they were just with each other all the time. Well, why do I got to be in community? Because I think it's biblical. <laughs> it's like the word says. It's, it's biblical to connect and to stay connected. And the reason why we're not connected is usually because of us again. It's usually not everyone else. It's usually because we just decide I'm done or I'm walking or, or I, I'm not getting anything or I'm, I'm fickle, whatever. I'll say it. I got the microphone. So the Spirit of God wants us to be in this place, right? And, and, and you see Cornelius. This is powerful. This is where all of a sudden we see a whole shift in what the church looks like now. Because it, before Acts chapter 10, it was all a Jewish church. Read it. I promise you. It was basically a Jewish church. They didn't hang with Gentiles. Gentiles were dirty. They were unclean. And what happens is we have this guy, Cornelius. He is just a lover of God, and he's just a giver. He just gives stuff to people. He blesses people. He's, he's like, and he's a, he's a Roman centurion. So it's like, here's what, here, he just goes, and he's praying. It's, the Bible says that he's fasting. Ready? You want me to, I'll show you. I'll show you. Verse 2 says he was a devout man, one who feared God, with all his household, who gave generously to the people and prayed to God always. So he knew of Jesus. He must have known of Jesus because he was already pursuing the Lord, right? This is so powerful. This, As I was reading this again this week, I was like, what is going on? I get so, like, charged by this because it just changed the way all all of Judaism perceived Gentiles. It was something that was strategic, and the Lord was all over it. Are you hearing me? Okay. So it says that they pray, he prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw a clear vision of, a, of an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And then when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he says, your prayers and arms have come up before me as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa, and send them for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's lodging with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. And then he, then he goes on. He just goes on to give him instruction. Ready? So it, and then go over to verse 30. Peter comes out. So Peter, in the same time, Ready? It says right here, I'll just read 30 because I'm just going to, and then I'm going to just kind of commentary on the, on the whole scenario because there's a lot to read. 
But it says, I, it says on, in verse 30, it says, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me. This is just what it was saying at the beginning of chapter 10. And he's just explaining to Peter what happened. And he said, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your arms have been, rem uh, have been remembered in the sight of God. Right? And then it said, oh man, where did it say? It said, it speaks of him being, sorry guys. It says that he was fasting. find it oh yeah I said I was fasting until the ninth hour sorry it circled why am I not seeing it it says that he was fasting and so in the midst of him fasting he began to have a revelation an angel of the Lord showed up gave him specific everyone look at me specific specific instructions on what to do and where to go and then at the same time Peter's on the roof in Joppa and the heavenly vision comes down. Boom. It was about all the unclean things that he was supposed to eat. And Peter doesn't even understand what is happening. Why am I eating? I don't eat that stuff, Jesus. Go and eat. Don't call unclean what I call clean. And then all of a sudden, it's the same time. He's waiting. And all of a sudden, God converges on this whole situation. Why? It was through fasting. I'm telling you, God is going to open up some things and going to shift some things into ways that you've not even understood. I'm telling you, the, the, the way and the counsel of God can move you into realms that you've never understood and will synchronize the things ahead of you. Huh. He will get things in order ahead of you before you even know what's about to happen. I'm telling you, the Lord is about to do that in your life as you continue to pray and I'm, again, I believe that fasting is, is, is something that brings us into that. I don't believe that it's by works that any man should boast. I just got to stop there because I don't want us to think I don't get anything if I don't, if I don't fast. No, if, as you fast, but as you set yourself apart, God will begin to speak and open up things. Are you all right? Yeah. Everyone all right? I'm, there's some good things that, that the Lord is going to do. We talk about Paul at the end of the book of Acts. And as he's on his last journey to Rome, before he's killed, before he loses his life, before he goes before Caesar, he has a little boat ride. And it says, the Bible says that he was fasting. And as he was fasting, an angel of the Lord showed up. Listen, the Lord will instruct you. Acts chapter 10, the Lord will show up for you, Acts chapter 2, and begin to pour out his spirit. An outpouring of the Holy Spirit happened because of fasting. I promise you they were fasting. I can almost promise you. It doesn't say the word fasting, but I know that they were set apart and they were waiting, anticipating, and they weren't looking for other things. They weren't doing anything else. They weren't doing household chores and all the things that they're supposed to do. I know you have to clean the house every now and then. But there was this place that God began to show up by his fire, and then he came later to give specific instructions so that what? That the Holy Spirit would be poured out on the Gentiles. Because after this encounter with Peter, they begin to pour out, they begin to baptize, and they begin to believe for the Holy Spirit infilling on the Gentiles. 
Come on, it's shifting a whole nation. It's shifting a whole people group. No, multiple people groups because of one person fasting and praying. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm, I'm wondering. Paul, we see this. We see the Holy Spirit come. He's on the boat. He prayed before. He had prayed and fasted before, and he begins to receive a vision from an angel. And the angel instructs him, saying, listen, you go." Tell them, don't go. They don't listen. So they all go. They don't listen, but they go. And then the angel begins to speak to him, you're not going to die. The ship will be wrecked. You're not going to die. Everyone's going to make it out. All the men, it says, I will, everyone will be okay. Bringing us into complete safety and security because what? The word of the Lord. It doesn't matter what's happening. There could be a storm in your life, and you can be praying, and there can be all kinds of wild things happening in your life. But as we pray and fast, God will give instruction and begin to open up things so that we know that the next realm of where God's bringing us, it'll be okay. <laughs> you know what? It's going to be okay anyway. But it's better when we have instructions on the way through. I like travel instructions. I don't like not knowing where I'm going. You hear me? I want the Lord's GPS working in my life. I want, I want divine navigation happening in my life. And so do you. Amen? And so there has to be this place where we're, we're completely given over to saying, God, I trust you in, this, in these 40 days that by 222, <laughs> something's going to break out and break through. And again, I'm not looking for breakthrough. He's the breakthrough. He is the breakthrough. He's already broken through in my life. I don't need another breakthrough. I don't need another breakthrough. You don't need another breakthrough. He is the breaker. He's broken sin, death, sickness, hell, the grave, all off of you. It's been broken. And so I'm just saying this to reiterate. The fact is, the truth is, it's already done whether your face tells you it or not, right? So I'm just going to hit a couple testimonies because I have to, I'll, I'll hit this and then I'll land, okay? But I feel like the Lord began to highlight these things and I, I, I was listening to other stuff and I just began to dig in for some testimonies. I'm like, wow, that was crazy. So how many remember the Jesus movement? No, no one in the room probably. It's like past this generation. The 70s had this powerful Jesus movement. All these hippies came to Christ. Like, especially West Coast, it was just like wild. All these people got saved. It came out of Calvary, uh, Christian, and Cal Calvary Temple, that's right. And it, the, the Holy Spirit just began to move in such a powerful way. But I'm just going to re rehearse. And this church, actually, that I'm going to talk about right now doesn't even exist anymore. So this is, this, is what, this is what I don't want to end up in. You're hearing me. Like the Lord wants us to sustain, and he wants us to leave legacy, and he wants us to walk all the way through, and he wants to, us to leave whatever is left of this ministry, leave it to the next generation. Do you understand? Yes, it should be better, greater, higher, wider. Should be great. Okay, so here's, it was Melody Land Christian Center in, in California, and, and there was a powerful move of God. And I started to listen to this testimony. I'm like, what is, this is crazy stuff. And I believe this. But it was the Jesus people in the 70s. And there just began to be such an outpouring. 
okay? And I'll tell you the reason why at the end. But every Friday night, they would, have, they would see 1,000 people come to Christ. 1,000 people every Friday night, okay? Miracles were flowing in such a way that they would have to bring a pickup truck to pick up the crutches, the canes, the switchblades, the guns, the knives, the drugs, a whole pickup truck full of trash, and, and move it out of there with a thousand people, kids getting, or young people and, and all kinds of different people getting set free in the sanctuary. And so they were flowing in. It was a Friday night. Come on, just like, imagine Friday night fog. The whole place was filled with people and they got saved. And we had to just get rid of all the stuff that they were repenting from. Or their sickness. Come on, wheelchairs. That's what, we need a wheelchair ramp at the church, right? You, you need it. Because you're expecting people to get out of wheelchairs. I'm telling you. And so the result came out of this. Ready? You know why it happened? Because their midweek prayer service, a thousand people showed up. That's what, they, that's what they're saying historically. That's why it happened. Because the prayer, the prayer, the midweek prayer movement was as strong as the Sunday and Friday movement. Okay, how many, I mean, we're doing good here, don't, I'm encouraged. If we got 20 people coming to a prayer meeting, I'm happy, but I can believe for better, right? And again, I'm going to encourage this. It may not, you may need to be at home. You may need to do something at home. You may be seeking the Lord at home, but I can tell you that God is going to want to be, us to be joined together in one accord and in one mind with a mindset that will open up the heavens in such a way, and I'm saying that we live, I live in an open heaven. I don't know about you, but I live in an open heaven. I live with not stuff floating over my head and trying to knock me down and trying to keep me discouraged. I used to, but I'm telling you, this is why we need to believe the Holy Spirit to do something greater in our midst, that the, that the power of God will come and shake this place and that not one demonic power can sit in here that people automatically must get set free. It's not because they decide that they want to keep their stuff, uh, but it's because they want to truly be free. And they're not deceiving themselves into thinking that they want to lose their stuff. And, I'm, and again, if you're in the room and you're struggling, I'm, I don't think you want to keep your stuff. I'm not saying that. But the, real, the reality is I do believe that the Holy Spirit wants an atmosphere. It's good in here now. Imagine what it can be in days to come. Because I... I when I hear testimonies of people coming in and they start crying, that, that encourages me. But I still think it can be better, greater, and wider. <laughs> Why? Because I believe God is bigger, greater, and wider. I believe that we got a little bit of what's, what heaven looks like here, but it's not the fullness of what, God look, what, what heaven would look like here. And so I just want you to be, it says, you see, because out of extraordinary prayer, we see extraordinary results. You see it in the book of Acts. The Bible says that they, said they were steadfast, continuously doing what? Praying and staying in the apostles' doctrine. What? That was their Bible at the time. It's what the apostles learned from Jesus and were probably scripting and giving us now we have a New Testament. And this is what their doctrine was. And so you can look in Scripture and see there's about 26 26 prayers in the New Testament that will, will, should bring you into an encounter with the, the spirit of revelation. And so they're, they're, they're 
the, de the declarations that will move us into powerful places. But we, we, we read it like it's something we need to study and dissect. And really, that's why I said simplicity. Can we keep it a little simple? And I know that the spirit of revelation will come as the word is open to you. But if I don't have him coming and down and showing up in my life, I can't understand. It just becomes dead. All right, even my prayer life. I want God to blow his wind on my prayer life. And sometimes it is. It's me getting out of the ordinary, getting into the fast mode so that something can break through. All right? Amy Simple McPherson, 1920s. I'm just giving you old stuff. I believe I've seen some things happen in my own life. I've watched the Lord through fasting and prayer do supernatural things. I wouldn't be free now if he didn't. Right? So this Amy Semple McPherson, 1920, the founder of what? She, she founded the Foursquare Church. And she began, she had a church of 20,000 people. 1920s. 20,000 people. That's a big home group. And what they would have is they would have their Friday night. I don't know what it is about Friday nights. But this encouraged me about Friday nights. Friday night, stretcher night. What does that mean? They would bring all the ambulances from all the places, and they would drive them in in stretchers. And she would go through the building, and unfortunately, it was one woman with an anointing. But listen, and she was controversial, and you can go look her up, and there's all kinds of stuff, and all kinds of trash, and all kinds of amazing things. So listen, you just have to sift through some of the trash that's being even written about the saints of old, because not all of what you read is true, okay? People trying to deface the, the move of God. But what happened was, she would go through, and boom, people... they. They would have photography. You, you want to talk about publicity and all kinds of crazy stuff? This lady had more stuff. They had more cameras around her than you've ever seen. I'm telling you, they were looking for something. And they had writers and people from the, from the uh, newspapers. And all the time, they were documenting what was happening in there. And what happened was she'd go through 80, 90% of the people would get out of stretchers. 80 or 90%. Come on. That should give us hope. Right? 80 or 90. I'll take 80 or 90. Right? But the reality was there was always skeptics looking what, you know, she must have a generator downstairs. Why are people falling over? Why are they acting like they've been volt jolted by electricity? What's going on around here? There's something fishy happening. And one of the elders said, come with me. I'll show you what's happening. And he brought him down cellar in the midst of the in the midst of the, the moving of the Holy Spirit upstairs, there was 150 people praying in tongues down in the basement. I'm telling you, there has to be a place where we want to be seeing the sacrifice of praise and worship in a, in a degree where it ignites the church into a powerful move of God. I know it sounds like works, and I guess it is. It is. It's because of works of righteousness. God is wanting us to step in and engage with him and agree with him and begin to move with him so that we see the power of the Holy Spirit released all over the earth. Ready? I'm just going to, and it's, you know, if we have weak prayer, it, we probably don't have a lot of results. Right? I always feel like I leave, like I want to see 100% of people healed. I want to see not one person in here struggling with an oppression that they've been carrying. I don't want to see it. I, I get, uh, this, is why, this is why we want to fast. This is why I want to fast. I want to see the captives set free. 
I want to see those who are mute, meaning they won't share because of fear. I want them to open their mouths and declare the goodness of God. I want to see those that can't, that can't get out of their own way some weeks free. Amen? This is what I want. This is what the Lord wants. And I, honestly, I get in the midst of that just to meet with him. <laughs> Come on, that's the best part of it, is that I get to go before the Lord and meet with him and encounter him, and he's going to mess me up and change me. But I feel like there's a mission that the Lord wants to just wreck this place in any place that's being tied up. Hello. He wants to loose the body. Then we have Charles Finney and Father Nash in the midst of the great, the great, the second great awakening. And he, and I'll just read some things that Finney was, you know, writing at the time, but he believed that revival was a renewed conviction of sin and repentance, followed by a renewed desire to obey God. Ready? That's powerful. Aren't you in, aren't you in that place where you just want to see the Lord come? Like, we want to come before the Lord in humility. And, you know, when I, when I preach, when I, <laughs> I'm demonstrative, you just can't help it. I try to tone down. It just doesn't work. I'm just telling you inside my heart from the beginning, and she'll tell you, I was like, God, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. Like, my heart is like humility. And so if I come off boisterous, which I do, I do. I know I do. Because I want to be bold. And I want to proclaim the goodness and the glory of God. I'm telling you, this is what we need. This is what has to happen. Revival is a renewed conviction of sin. You say, well, why, why do we have to look at our sin? Well, listen. This stuff that you, is sin in your life that you don't even think is sin. No, I'll just keep going on that. Some, some stuff that we just put up with in our lives, it's sinful. And you're saying, like, what kind of sin? Well, it's usually a mindset. And it's rebellious against God. Hello, I love you. No, it's ser I'm serious. Because we put up with our junk, and it's really just rebellion against God. It is. It is. I'm being honest with you. I'm telling you the truth. And so I, I, just, I just feel like this is really, really good. And I want a renewed desire to obey the Lord. Now, I want to obey the Lord, but what does it look like when he comes again and refines me once again, and what does my radical obedience look like after that? <laughs> He's just like mesmerized. So the presence, I'm just going to read this as well. So, get, so when we want to give up our, our will, everyone say, my will. I want to give up my will to God in deep humility, and it comes by what? What's the way that it comes? Oh, by prayer. The more I get before him, the more he begins to reveal to me. The more I, I give myself over to him, that means I shut off all the trash that I'm looking at, and, and some of it can be movies that you think are okay, but they're really not. Like, no, seriously, I'm telling you. I'm telling you this, it's me, because I'm telling you my own life. I think it's okay to watch certain things that I won't watch now. Like, I'm, down, I'm dumbed down to about Marvel and DC. That's about it. And even some of that's dark. Like, I don't even want to watch some of that. 
okay? But some of us want to put pump demonic stuff into our, into our stuff, into our eye gate and ear gate, and we think that, you know, we're going to move in power. Um, probably not. I know. Now I'm sounding legalistic, but it's, I'm not. I'm talking about holiness, and holiness shouldn't be legalistic. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you it shouldn't be legalistic for us to walk in holiness. All right? God wants you to walk holy like the Holy Spirit's holy. Like I don't want to do anything to grieve him. Like I don't want to take anything in my body that grieves him. Like I don't do anything that I used to do because I want to be looking like Jesus. Right? And so I'm just going to, this is another thing. Uh, that they, they noted during the, the, greatest, the second great awakening, the presence of God was so strong in meetings because of deep devotion to prayer that if, if, if Finney would begin to raise his voice like I do, like I'm, I'm loud, I know I am, but it, he would have to keep it down to a tone. Why? Because people would get wiped out of their seats. It would be like a, a, it would be like a sword would go through the aisles and begin to chop people out of their seats. I'm telling you, this is the thing that we're like, oh, we want it greater than that. Yeah, you want it greater than that. Let's see what happens if we can heal. We can take, uh, you know, the greatest awakening 2.0. No, really, I'm serious. Here, here we go. Because this is what he said. It, 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 if he raised his voice above a, a whisper, people would literally get knocked out of their seats. Above a whisper. And he was a boisterous guy. I know he was, he was toned up. So if he raised his voice, the Holy Spirit would come back and, and just invade the room and wreck it. And so he had to be careful on the volume. Why? Because he had a bunch of people down the road that had been praying and interceding and believing that God was going to pour out their spirit, his spirit in such a way that it was going to wreck a city. And when you're looking for regional wrecking, come on, just a little will do you. And so this is where I want us to be. I want us with this mindset. That's why I ended with those three because I feel like the Lord is wanting you to engage with that. How many want that? I don't know. As a preacher, I'm afraid of that, honestly. I'm like, God, if you come in in such a way, like, we'd be able to go out and host a, a tent meeting. And just by just proclaiming the word out there, they'd be coming. And you know what? I'm telling you that sometimes just by moving out of the building and getting prepared in a place, God will begin to draw. And it has to be people that are prepared. Are you hearing me? That we are a prepared body that's ready to do this because I'm telling you that the end game is world harvest. The end game is world harvest. It's not that I get all my stuff together. You're a believer. You've got the blood, you've got the blood of Jesus that has already helped you and, and has freed you. And listen, you are, there is no condemnation in Christ if you're struggling in this place tonight. But I'm believing that the Holy Spirit, even in the room tonight, will set people free so that they can have a good mindset ready to receive from the Holy Spirit in such a way. over Because guess what? Fast starts Friday. Friday, the 14th. Friday the 14th, not Friday the 13th, Friday the 14th. It's a better day. And I'm believing that the Lord is going to open up the heavens. I mean, it's already open. I don't know what you feel when you come in here, but I feel it's opened. And so when I, I just get excited about what he's going to do and how he's going to do it in the next level. 
and it doesn't just stop. So I don't want to be like Melody Land. They don't even, it's non-existent anymore. That's so bad. That's so bad. I don't know what the end was. I didn't want to find out the gory details. I don't want it. It was Ralph Wilkerson who was the pastor at this time, and 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 the last I saw was a big building, you know, thing. They had to sell off a bunch of stuff, property, so that they could pay off the mortgage and all that. See, this is what I don't want. I'm excited about the building down the street, but I don't want to see something that's going to bog down what God's going to do. I'm believing for the gold. Come on, Lord, that it's going to flow, and it's not going to be a struggle. And maybe fasting and prayer is part of the ignition of opening the key and, and, and letting it all fall out. You know, they've already made a decision, supposedly, down the street. This is an update that, you know, I don't know what the decision is. We haven't heard yet. But the diocese had made a decision. So we're just waiting. Just wait with me. Amen? And I don't know. You know, I'm believing it's the place. But again, I don't want to be in this thing of building and all. I want the Lord. If the Lord builds the house, it's going to flow. It's going to be not an issue. It's going to be filled. It's not going to be a struggle. We get to do whatever we need to do and watch the, watch the Lord rake in the harvest. Watch the Lord. Work with the Lord. Because that's what the Bible says, that the apostles, what? They worked with the Lord, and the Lord was working with them with signs, wonders, and miracles. Okay? Help me out. Some people in this place, I encouraged. You should be encouraged. Come on, I, I hope I didn't make it sound like work. Come on, God wants to touch you in such a way and even tonight, I'm believing, if, if, if you've not even, if you're like, wow, I'm a little intimidated, the Lord wants to release you from that. Seriously. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing. I'm believing for God to move us out of the impossible to the everything is possible. All things are possible. You know, I believe that whatever the Lord has in front of us will be taken care of. By his spirit, by his spirit, not by Miles doing all the right things, being a good administrator, because that you really need to pray for. No, seriously, I just feel like if I'm not, I want to be attentive to provoking everyone in this room to live higher, to go deeper, and to go wider. Come on, stand, stand, stand. And I do. I personally believe that there's so much, there's so much that the Lord wants to pour out for you, even in this season. And I just want you to just Really, right now, as we worship for a few moments or whatever that looks like, I want you to come and just get before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm just asking you to prepare my heart for what you're about to do. 
not what I'm about to do because you're not about to do anything. You're about to just participate and you're about to participate and come into agreement with the Lord and what he wants to do next. How many want to know what he wants to do next in your life? How many want to see it all, play, all mapped out? Listen, if I think about the things that I think the Lord wants to do, I begin to already internalize things and already have a plan and already have a scheme. Come on, Jacob. There is no scheme. There's only one scheme. It's the Lord Jesus coming and invading. And so some of you have health issues that the Lord wants to, I believe, eradicate. I do. And I don't want to every I don't want to make excuses for God because he had this no excuse. Right? The Lord is the healer. And I believe even in, in fasting and believing the Lord, I believe that some people in this room will get free from things that have been in their lives and the health issues that they've had in their lives and back issues and whatever, spinal stuff and depression and all the things that you might fight with or struggle with. So I'm just saying come and just lay yourself before the Lord and allow him to just begin to just do a work in you right now. And people will come around and pray. It's okay. All right? And if you're new here, it's okay. No one will bite you. They might prophesy over you. But we believe that the Lord's going to do powerful things in this next season. And I'm just, I'm just asking the Lord right now, God, come on, come into agreement with me. We thank you for fresh places of freedom in this next season. We thank you for a grace. Ready? Everyone raise your hands. I'm asking for grace. Lord, I'm asking for grace to do what you're calling me to step into. I'm, I'm stepping right into it right now. I'm asking God. And Lord, I'm going to do what you, what you speak to me to do. And if you tell me to go longer, I'll go longer. If you tell me to do three days, I'll do three days. If you tell me just to wait before you and eat anyway, and I'm just going to pray in times that I never prayed before, that may be the step. But Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for what you're about to do. We thank you for undivided hearts. We thank you for a place that we're not shaken. Lord, we're thanking you for just not just stirring us a little, but Lord, really coming at us and really mowing down our lives in a, in a way that's super healthy and incredible. God, we ask right now that you come. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we thank you for the outpouring of fire that's going to happen during these times. So God, we thank you that you're coming to visit with us. We thank you that you're coming to habitate with us. We thank you, Father, that you're coming in such a way to move us into new realms of glory and new realms of breakthrough. Lord, I thank you for bringing even movements through certain individuals that are in this place a literal movement of God because we give ourselves completely in obedience Lord give us hearts that are completely repentant and given over in this hour I thank you Father for cleansing us that you already did you cleansed us from all sin but I thank you for the spirit of burning and supplication 
that will come upon this body in this next season. I thank you, Father, for giving us specific, come on, listening to me, engaging with me. You're giving me specific instructions. You're giving me specific directions. You're giving me specific things that you want me to do. Instructions, where to go, where to abide, where to stay. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you that a fresh move of God is coming right here in New England. I thank you, God, right now for a fresh move of God here in New England. God, wherever anyone lives, Father, I thank you for showing up in households, in our prayer spots. Father, this week, starting Friday, right out the gate, God, that you open up right away. We thank you, Father, for opening the floodgates Friday afternoon, Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday again as we meet, Tuesday night as we're here. Lord, I thank you for doing things beyond our expectation. Lord, I take authority over despondency. Lord, when we don't respond to you, Lord, I thank you that you're opening up right now, right now, in the name of Jesus, that you're removing every barrier that keeps us non-responsive to you. Lord, let our voices be that as, as Finney. Lord, let a move of God come like that, that as we whisper the things you give us, it begins to release conviction. It begins to release healing. It begins to release your power. Lord, I thank you. You're going to do it.